everyone. Welcome to Conservative Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah B., and this is the podcast that's fighting back against the liberal lunacy, the lies of feminism, and, of course, the destruction of the progressive left by refocusing us on those F-bombs that truly matter. Faith, family, friendship, and now more than ever, freedom. As always, you can catch me over on Instagram at USMC. Uh, Also, I have a backup account there just in case the Graham takes down the primary. My backup, of course, being Conservative Mama Podcast. Although it should be the primary, it isn't, and no one really knows why. Um, It's just how how it all started, I guess. Anyway, you can also email me at conservativemamapodcast at gmail.com. And once I figure out how to get myself back into parlor... um, I will be back on Parlor at Conservative Mama Podcast. It's really getting embarrassing at this point, and honestly, it's simply because I just not—I just have not taken the time to figure it out. Um, I've been pretty busy this last week, um, so yeah, Parlor took a back seat. Um, anyway, okay, it is the first of March. Yes, it's a Monday, wah, wah, but it is the 1st of March. So for those of us who live in the frozen chosen of Northern Illinois and the surrounding Midwestern states, um, this means that spring is right around the corner-ish. <laughs> we have like 11 seasons. Um, you've got, I saw this on, on Instagram here the other day. We really do have something like 11 seasons and it's truly ridiculous, um, there's like winter and then there's false winter or or false spring and then um there's like actual spring and then you've got like summer and then fake summer and then more summer and then there's fall and fake fall and then another week of summer and then actual fall and then winter 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 so somewhere in that there's like 11 seasons um but and it's absolutely true. So for those of us here in the frozen tundra, um, March first signals that spring is somewhere around the corner. Um, we've got the mud season, so I feel like a lot of the South has this too, though, because you guys get the rainy season. But we get the mud season because then the snow goes away and the ground starts to warm up, and it's just disgusting. It's so gross. But um you know, it's around the corner somewhere. March, they always say like, it's in like a lion, out like a lamb. But I have been on this earth long enough to tell you that March comes in like a lion and leaves like a lion, or it comes in like a lamb and leaves like a lion, or it comes in like a lamb and leaves like a a lamb. And I don't know, like March is basically that angsty, rebellious teenager you never know what you're going to get. Like one minute, it's straight emo. They're listening to The Cure. Um, you know, the black eyeliner, head shaved on half their 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 head. Um, I don't know. And then the next day, it's meh. <laughs> I don't know. We could have tornadoes. We could have thunderstorms. We could have a boatload of snow. We could have 60 degrees. We could have 25 below. We don't know. March is just that individual that you just never know what you're gonna get here in Illinois so it's March 1st we're excited because oh there are birds you're starting to hear them a little bit and I honestly personally I just think they're crazy they don't know what's going on 
but it is good to hear them a little bit. Um, even though we've got a long way before things warm up and start to look like it might be pleasant outside. So speaking of long ways to go, um, we heard a lot before the election and then post-election about the threat of voter fraud and of course post-election the actual voter fraud Um, and I really am going to just sort of ask a bunch of questions maybe tonight. Uh, the, The point is to get you thinking. The point is to kind of get you riled up and get pissed off enough to um, you know, just kind of shout out your window. Uh, I don't want, I'm not going to take it anymore. Right. (laughs) Some of you are going to get the reference anyway. You know, I've got some questions like, for instance, I'm not really sure why Donald Trump did not do more leading up to the election to ensure a fair election. He talked about it a lot. He talked about the mail-in ballots, especially in 2020. But let's be honest, the mail-in ballot issue has been on the table since before Trump. Barack Obama spoke to it, and he wasn't the only one. There has been concern on both sides of the party aisles um, regarding mail-in ballots. Now, folks, especially for some of my younger listeners, you really need to understand there's a difference between a mail-in ballot and an absentee ballot. The absentee ballot is one that you request um, when you are not going to be in your home state during the election, right? So November rolls around, it's time to pick your uh, president or whomever, right? And you can request an absentee ballot um, for instance, this happens a lot for service folks, right? Like if you're in the military and you're deployed somewhere, you can request an absentee ballot. A mail-in ballot is non-requested, meaning they basically go down a list of voter, past voter information, and they issue out this ballot unrequested. You didn't ask for it. Now, we know that um, this, the way of mail-in ballots, the way they do that by going down a roster is inherently flawed because people move, um, you know, they may issue out ballots several times. There's really not a lot of accountability, um, so on and so forth, right? It's not... Uh, it's definitely not how you would want to pick a leader of the free world because there's bound to be error and there's bound to be fraud. And anytime you involve the Democrats, you can just assume there's going to be a boatload of fraud for which they're going to gaslight and claim everybody else did it and so on and so forth um, until they get what they have received now, which is complete and total power. Um. So there's been a lot of talk about the election of 2020, and I, for one, am going to go on the record and say, I believe it was stolen. There, you know what? (laughs) Censor me now. But I believe it was stolen. And I believe it was stolen um, because we have countless cases of individuals who have come forward with their own videos taken off their phone. We've got CCTV. We've got thousands of signed affidavits. All the leftists are yelling, where's your proof? This is the same group 
that um, ran the last three years on a Russian collusion hoax based off of anonymous sources. So don't talk to us about suddenly you're interested in proof. Piss off. Really? Where were you the last three years when we were saying, where's the proof? And, um, you know, Adam, Sh- Adam Schiff, Shifty Schiff over here kept saying, oh, we've got, un- you know, we've got proof. We've got proof. We've got proof left and right. He was on every station that would have him. And where's that proof? The proof went poof. There's nothing. And you had nothing. So don't step to us like you've got some sort of moral authority and you've got some kind of high ground here. You guys ran an entire hoax, a coup d'etat on the president of the United States who was duly elected, thank you very much, um, on anonymous sources. Okay, so we're not going to cover that right now. Let's just talk about the voter fraud that actually happened. We know that um, the Dominion voting machines are flawed. They, this has been brought to the attention of, um, of presidents in the past from foreign countries. So um, Venezuela, as a matter of fact, I believe used the Dominion voting machine. Look how well that turned out for them. And they're not the only country. There have been other countries that have sounded the alarm and said, look, um, this is deeply flawed. There is so much error that it's incredibly questionable why we're even using this software. Um, It really needs to be investigated, et cetera, et cetera. Please don't use it in America, right? And you think, well, why would Europe say, oh, please don't use it in America? Uh, It's because we are the last bastion of freedom on the planet. So if we go, they all go. Um, and so anyway, we have had attorneys, Sidney Powell, and you had um, Rudy Giuliani and their teams working hard to get to the bottom of this. And it was really brushed under the rug. Now, it is not against the Constitution for um, members of the Senate, such as Ted Cruz and others, to stand up and say that um, they need to investigate these claims. Uh, all of a sudden, we saw the media and the Democrats flip the script. Oh, now suddenly it's against the Constitution to challenge the election process, what happened, um, in order to ensure a, a free and fair election. Now, my argument remains the same. Democrats, especially you, Nancy Pelosi, if you have nothing to hide, why are you hiding? Just just going to ask that question. And we should all be asking that question. Even if you don't believe that election fraud actually occurred, we should still have an answer to that question. It, it's as simple. I've explained this in the past. It is so simple. If they firmly knew that the election had not been stolen, then bring Donald Trump up, let Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell make their claim because the onus of proof lies with them. They're making the claim. They have to produce the proof. So break them in before the Senate. Bring them in before the Supreme Court. And if they cannot prove that there is, there has been election fraud, that there's been tampering with the election process, um, then you can look Donald Trump straight in the eye, like you've been trying to do for the last four years, you can look him straight in the eye and say, hey, you big dummy, that's what you get, right? But you didn't do that. 
It's been cover up, cover up, cover up, silence, 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 etc., etc. It goes on and on and on. So we thought, and honestly, I'm truly flabbergasted, we thought that when Donald Trump made his Supreme Court picks in Amy Cohen Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh, um, now we've, quote unquote, packed the court with conservatives. We have two strong uh, Supreme Court justices that are pro-Constitution, allegedly. That's what they say, right? That's, that's what they have said to the media in the past. And remember the media frenzy over it. Oh, my goodness, this is the end of women's rights, right? Which is crazy to me. Why is it always women's rights? Why is it always women? Ladies, don't you ever get tired of the pandering? I know I do. What is all of this concern? You only care about women who are born first and foremost. Um, And you don't care a lick about us unless we're voting Democrat. I can't go to the Women's March with uh, my pro-life shirt holding a Trump banner and, uh, you know, carrying my pistol. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? (laughs) What would they do to me then? Nothing because I'd be armed. (laughs) Anyway, but I wouldn't be welcome is the point. So they don't care about all women. They only care about those that will toe the line. And I'm not her. So we thought we had a win with these two Supreme Court picks, right? Um, And we don't. I can't believe I'm saying this, but um, the Supreme Court refuses to to entertain um, Sidney Powell's case. She has proof. Now, Sidney Powell is not, she's no slouch, okay? She's not some uh, sneaky, you know, back alley lawyer who's just, you know, as grimy as they get, right? She's not that. So if she says um, that she has the uh, forensic information, she's got the data, she's got the facts, she's got the proof and the evidence, and she's going to lay this out, I believe that she's got it. Because again, the onus of proof lies with her. These are big claims. And if you don't have it, uh, your head is kind of going to roll, right? Like you, your reputation takes a hit, your practice takes a hit, um, and so on and so forth. So these are big claims, both her and Rudy Giuliani, right? But the Supreme Court dismissed it out of hand, won't even entertain it. I thought that... You know, before the election, the Supreme Court said, you know, um, we have to, you know, it's our duty to make sure that we have a free and fair election. The Constitution demands one person, one vote, you know, free and fair election. We have to, we have to wait. And then they said, we have to wait till after the election to do anything about it. What? Why? Why would you do that? Why bother at all? And so then it's after the election. You're like, okay, well, it's after the election. And they're like, well, it's too late now well, we can't do anything about it now, then why, somebody answer this for me. What do we have a Supreme Court for? If you're not going to uphold the Constitution, literally, what are you doing? What are you there for? I, I mean, you just collect a paycheck and show up in a black robe like it's Hogwarts? I mean, are you in your, your, your chambers just waving your gavel, Wingardium Leviosa, and trying to make papers fly around the room? What the hell are you doing? You are literally at the highest court in the nation to protect the nation's constitution, our laws. And the most intrinsic piece 
to our our republic here is a free and fair election and you're just like meh not today meh you know not nah I'm not really interested in that this is the Voldemort of your of your moment ladies and gentlemen of the the supreme court this is your <laughs> This is your Voldemort. What are you doing? What are you, what case is more important? What are you, what cases are you even seeing? What is more important? I am absolutely shocked, disgusted, and fed the F up. I told you I was an F-bomb mama. I am fed up with this. Every time we turn around, we think we get a good one and we get a swamp rad. How in the incredible heck is it possible that this continues to happen? You would have thought, you would have thought that these two individuals, for instance, would have been all over this case. They're new, it's important, it is the defining moment of their careers. I mean, you mean to tell me that Brett Kavanaugh, Justice Brett Kavanaugh, had the wherewithal to keep his calendars, his diaries, his little planner, his freaking Blackberry, whatever. He kept every, what, sticky note, uh, time stamped everything since high school. He had all of this information since high school. You kept all of that meticulous. First of all, who does that? Second of all, you kept all of this information since high school because it was so important to you. Did you just know you were going to be a judge? Are you one of those people? Did you know you were going to the Supreme Court and that, um, you know, Garth from Wayne's World was going to challenge you on some sort of pseudo rape case, whatever that was about? Remember her? Nobody remembers her. What are you doing that you didn't think that the possibility of election fraud um, was worth seeing? What are you doing? I want everyone on that bench to explain to me what the hell it is that they're doing. I, as an American citizen who does who does not trust the election process anymore, um, who absolutely does not believe that this was a free and fair election, I don't think it would matter. You mean to tell me Joe Biden, who couldn't get tens of people at his own rallies, who spent the entire summer and fall hiding in a basement, um, won more votes historically than Barack Obama? So I guess he was just towing Barack Obama along like a little tugboat that could, right? Because Barack Obama just couldn't, ha- he couldn't get the votes himself. He just wasn't charismatic. It was all Joe Biden in the background. That's the story you want us to believe. And he's so incredibly popular with 80 million votes. He's so incredibly popular. He only won metropolitan areas. He didn't even win the areas, you know, the rural areas. He didn't win anywhere else except those little tiny pockets where um, it would have mattered so much. He beat Hillary Clinton. And then um, everybody voted. All those 80 million people voted down ticket for, for Republicans after that. 
What? In what freaking world does that sound like, oh, that sounds legit. I mean, regardless, regardless, like I said, the onus of proof lies with Attorney Powell and Rudy Giuliani, okay? They say they've got the evidence. I believe that they do. They need to bring it. That's all I'm saying. But the fact that our Supreme Court won't even entertain it to satisfy the concerns of half of the American people. Remember, it's not just those of us that voted for Trump because there are Democrats, too, who are concerned. And I mean Democrats who didn't vote for Trump because there are Democrats who voted for Trump, which seems like an oxymoron to me, but honest to God, whatever. Um, But people on both sides of the aisle are concerned are concerned. So here's my next question, because I spend an awful lot of time on that one. Um, Here's my next thing. Joe Biden and the Congress are gearing up to come after the Second Amendment. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, gird thine loins, because here it comes. They are coming after your guns. There, I said it. Yep, I know it's a catchphrase. I don't care. Joe Biden wants to make it basically so that uh, all semi-automatic weapons are outlawed. So for those of you who are not gun savvy, and ladies, I understand that's a lot of uh, you out there, okay? And I'm not faulting you, okay? Not at all. You need to understand right now, one, there's no such thing as an assault weapon. There is no lawful definition of assault weapon. If I hit somebody with my fist, is it an assault fist? If I run you over with my car, is it an assault vehicle? <laughs> because it's assault. Um, no, there's no assault weapon. What they're talking about, first and foremost, is the AR-15 because it looks scary. It looks like the M-16. It doesn't act like the M-16 and it doesn't fire the same round, but, you know, facts. We can't have any of that. So they want to ban all semi-automatic weapons because the language is pretty ambiguous, but just know that that's what they're coming after. A semi-automatic weapon is one which every time you pull the trigger, one shot fires. You do not hold a trigger down. You don't depress the trigger and multiple bullets fly out of a weapon. That's an automatic weapon, okay? This is not a revolver where you may have to pull the hammer back each time you want to shoot, all right? Most weapons out there, most of the weapons out there are semi-automatic weapons. There are pump action shotguns. There are, okay, there are, there are variations of other weapons, but most handguns and rifles out there are semi-automatic. And that includes your little 22 for plinking off pop cans off a log somewhere or rabbits to your AR-15, which is still a vermin rifle, meaning you can hunt rabbits and coyotes with it. Um, Some people do hunt deer, but you better be a pretty good shot. Um, You know, that's what they're after. And they are also after the number of, uh, or the, the magazine capacity, right? They don't want you to have too many bullets in that magazine And it's a magazine, not a clip. So if you hear somebody say clips, slap them right in the face. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm not advocating violence. Um, 
but it is a magazine, folks, okay? Um, they want to limit how many rounds you have and how well you can defend yourself. So before you get on the bandwagon and say, well, that's maybe not such a bad thing, I want you to close your eyes and remember back to the summer of 2020 when cities were burning to the ground and businesses were being looted and people were being carjacked and people were being harmed and attacked and you know, violence was skyrocketing through through the roof. I also want you to remember that most of those same areas want to defund the police. So nobody's coming to, to help you, okay? Nobody's coming to help you. And now think, if you were in a crowd somewhere, or if you were maybe just with your family and you were in an area that suddenly the rabble descended upon you, you find yourself in a moment of, oh crap, uh, what is happening? You, you're caught more or less unprepared. I'm telling you, you are going to want as many rounds as you can possibly get your hands on because you have no idea the threat level and you have no idea how many rounds it's going to take. Most people do not spend hours and hours a week at a range firing their weapon for any number of reasons, not the least of which is A, it's expensive, and B, rounds are now also very expensive, okay? Um, So a lot of people are not putting the time in, including myself because I'm busy, so um, I am one of those people who, who needs to be putting in a lot more time, right? So you don't know for certain if you are gonna be able to do that one shot, one kill that we Marines pride ourselves on, all right? especially with a handgun. I think it's a little bit easier with a rifle, to be honest with you. you got a longer line of sight, um, so on and so forth. But a handgun, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's easier for me. But you are going to want as many rounds as you can get your hands on if the poop hits the fan, because you don't know. What if you get somebody, remember bath salts? Remember that a few years ago when... um, we saw this, the zombie apocalypse begin down in, in Florida, South Florida. And uh, that guy literally chewed off the face of a homeless man, chewed off the face of a homeless man because he was high on bath salts. First of all, the hell is that? Second of all, um, what? They, he, you, he chewed the face off another human being. And then when the cops showed up to this grisly scene, um, they shot this man several times and he wouldn't go down. Now, cops are using at least, at minimum, a nine millimeter. At minimum, a nine millimeter, okay? I think that standard issue is a nine millimeter Glock. That should be enough to put most people down. But if you're high on drugs, it might not be. It might not. We've seen countless stories like that. So Joe Biden is willing to skip the laws and go straight to the pen. He is willing to um, go straight to the executive order to infringe upon our Second Amendment rights. Now, I've got to say, ladies and gentlemen, you need to have your wheels turning upstairs because if they're coming, if they want to disarm you, it's probably because they're getting ready to do a bunch of crap that you'd be willing to shoot them for. Now, I, again, am not advocating violence against anyone, 
But you have to think about it. If they want to remove the guns from the citizenry who have not posed any threat to them, they keep saying we got to have comprehensive gun laws. And no, we have gun laws. How about you just in, in, you know, enforce those? We have to have this comprehensive gun laws. We have to have, uh, you know, we, we have to make it more difficult for people to buy guns. Weird, coming from the party that also believes rape culture is a thing. I thought you guys were pro-feminist. I mean, you put a freaking uh, assistant secretary of health or whatever. That's a trans person who believes, it's a man who believes he's a woman, right? Oh my gosh. You only picked a, a female vice president because she's a woman. Come on. I thought you were the party of women, remember? Aren't, ladies, aren't we supposed to vote Democrat? <laughs> I thought, you know, smart women didn't vote for Trump. Isn't that what they told us? So if rape culture is a thing, why wouldn't you want me to be able to protect myself? Hmm, interesting. So which is it? Is it not really a thing? Or you don't want me to be able to protect myself? Which is it? Because both of those statements cannot be true, if you're being honest. So yeah, he is willing to go after your Second Amendment, my Second Amendment, for with the stroke of a pen like he's done everything else which is exactly what a dictator would do and he wants to you know we got to close the gun show loophole oh my lord there's no gun show loophole honestly honestly we got to have universal background checks first of all there china joe there's already a background check it's a federal mandate if you wish to buy a firearm other than person to person. So if I sold my handgun to my neighbor next door, I don't have to do background check. It's person to person. But if I'm going to buy a weapon from Cabela's, I have to go through a background check. Um, that's federal law. I could get into trouble and Cabela's most certainly would get into trouble. It's federal freaking, it's already on the books, dumbass. We got to make it, but it's not, it's not a uh, background check. It's, that's not what this is. What it is, is a registration. They want to know who has what and how many. And then they are talking about, you know, what about those of us who are out there who own uh, rifles and whatever else that are suddenly on the naughty list? What about that? Not saying I do. Not saying I don't. I'm just saying I lost all mine on a fishing trip. What about that? Oh, now if you don't turn those in, you could be fined, blah, 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 blah. Fined? No, I have a constitution. We're going to circle back to that in just a minute. I know I'm going over, but suck it up, buttercup. This, this is important. We don't need to give you our weapons. First of all, the federal government could not pass its own background check. It's got a history of violence and especially against unarmed people. If anybody should be a living lesson on how it could go horribly, horribly wrong, it would be our Native Americans. Yeah, <laughs> didn't turn out so well for them when they turned in their guns, now did it? Pine Ridge and other reservations still exist. Weird, weird. So if you don't want to wind up on a damn reservation somewhere, uh, maybe keep your guns. Just saying. And that is definitely not a slam against the Native Americans. They got done dirty. But remember who did it. It was the frickin' federal government. 
Joe Biden was part of the Obama administration when Fast and Furious took off. And all of those guns managed to wind up in the hands of drug cartels who then used them on American citizens when they came across the border illegally and shot people among other people that it was used against, right? We have no, it is impossible to know how many of those weapons that uh, Obama lost, quote unquote, to the cartels. It's impossible to know how many of those weapons were used to harm other people. It's impossible to know now. Well done. So we're not the threat. You know, there's over 320 million guns out there. If, if the law-abiding gun owners of this country were a problem, you'd know it. There would be no doubt in your mind. There'd be no way for you to stop us short of, you know, the military nuking the shit out of us. I don't know. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. I am tired of being canceled. I am tired of my rights being flushed down the toilet by... This power-crazy lunatic left. You have the House, you have the, the, the Senate, and you have the executive branch. That does not give you the authority to trample upon the Constitution. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if we aren't willing to stand and fight, what are you going to do? There will be nothing left to fight for. So if our Supreme Court who swears up and down that, oh, we need to defend our Constitution, didn't see fit to ensure that what we had in November of 2020 was a free and fair election. What the heck makes you think that they will defend your Second Amendment right? That, that shall not be infringed. Hmm? What makes you think that they'll defend? Oh, they probably can't be, bo- they can't be bothered. I'm telling you. I'm not sure what they're doing in those black robes. Maybe they're practicing Quidditch. I don't know. I literally can't figure out what they're doing, but they are not in the market of defending our Constitution. All but one. All but one. And I think that's Clarence Thomas. I think he's the only, if I remember correctly, he was the only dissenting opinion when they voted to not take a look at the evidence supplied by Sidney Powell and um, Rudy Giuliani. When they said, no, we're not going to look into this. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Um, I believe he was the only dissenting opinion. One, one person? Unbelievable. We should be ashamed of these people and we should hold them accountable. We don't get to vote them in. And they're sitting there for life. So I'm not really sure what you're going to do for the rest of your life. I'm not really sure what else is important after that. You won't uphold a free and fair election, so I guess we've got a banana republic. The Democrats in charge are showing us that laws don't matter. They don't matter. If you're a migrant coming across the border, by all means, catch and release. Come on into the country. We'll release you inside. We're not even going to bother. Like, we hope you show up to court. We know you won't, but we hope that you do. Maybe you'll just be a model citizen. They routinely break the laws. 
So the message is loud and clear that laws don't matter. Imagine if the law-abiding citizen decided, you know what, it is anarchy and we're going to do just as we damn well please. What then? What then? I'm not advocating for that either. We are a nation of laws and laws are important. But we have got to stand up and we've got to do something. Otherwise, for those of us who don't want to see violence spill out upon our streets the way we saw over the summer, but in in a much larger scale as Americans tear our own country apart because they're dividing us on every platform. Oh, you're going to be the non-vaxxers. Yo, you didn't get vaccinated. You know, you're not a masker. You're not wearing your mask. You know, you're not a Democrat. You're not this. You're not that. Blah, blah, blah. They're dividing us on every freaking front. And if we erupt into violence and chaos, we'll be so much more easily easily controlled. We'll be so much more easily controlled. You think how? Well, think about it. I mean, it's so easy to infiltrate the ranks. Look what happened on on the 1st or the 6th of uh, January. Look how easy that was to infiltrate. Imagine if it was just chaos. And you wouldn't even have to infiltrate. You just take the pockets out. I don't know. I don't want to see it come to that. But we need to start asking some very difficult questions. Very difficult questions. I don't care if it's, you know, my school district, for instance. You know, if we want to take a trip somewhere over spring break, Easter... Um, you know, when we come back, oh, you're supposed to quarantine. Really? Because we've got teachers who are working out of state. You know, they live out of state. They come here. Well, it's not a hot spot. Well, it was. It was a hot spot and they were still working. I don't think it's out of the purview to ask those questions. What do you mean? So it's, it's okay for them, but I thought it was a hot spot. So if I go there, then I have to quarantine, but they don't have to quarantine, but then they're teaching my kids. What? Well, it's not a hot spot anymore, but it was. See, it's not about science. None of this is about science. None of this, nothing you're listening to is about science, about health, about compassion, about security. It's about control. That's why they've got the fence up around D.C. They believe in walls there, don't they? Woo, they believe in walls, something fierce. They got razor wire at the top of that. Woo, but no fence for you, damn it. They have armed guards, but they're going to remove your weapons and your right to protect yourself. But you need to understand they're not going to disarm. (laughs) Hell no, they're not going to disarm. And neither will the criminal forces either. MS-13 and the other gangs, they're not going to disarm. You've lost your mind. They don't follow the law now. Why would they disarm? So why would you disarm? Are you kidding me? Ladies and gentlemen, we are looking at a country that's virtually unrecognizable at this point. Two years ago, in 2018 and 2019, so I guess that's two and three years ago, right? We saw turmoil, but we never anticipated this. We never saw it being this blatant and in your face. They're not even trying to hide it. They're not even trying to hide the corruption. 
We don't have time to wait for 2024. We barely have time to wait for 2022. We need to run strong GOP candidates, but we also must engage in acts of civil disobedience. Not law-breaking, but civil disobedience. Take the mask off. Take the mask. Quarantine. If you go on a trip somewhere, don't post it on your social media. Don't let your kids talk about it. Unfortunately, we got to enter a world of secrecy, I guess. I'm not quarantining if I go somewhere. Damn that. Because the science doesn't support it. We agreed, oh, you know, 15 days to flatten the curve. We are almost a year, 365 days later. Is the curve flattened yet? Because businesses are out of business. People are homeless. People are losing their minds. We're losing our children to suicide. They're forcing an experimental vaccine down our throats. And we're not allowed to question any of it. No, double-barreled middle finger, I've had enough. You can call it COVID fatigue. You can call it whatever you want. I've had enough. We all need to be saying, I've had enough. You want to make us do something stupid? Explain yourself. Prove it. The PCR test for the COVID swab, that's not designed to search for COVID. Where's COVID even been isolated? Prove that. No, I've had enough. That's what I'm talking about. Civil acts of disobedience. If you're in the grocery store, hey, you got to wear the mask to get in. Okay. Doesn't mean I have to wear it right. Doesn't mean I can't take it off once I'm inside. Maybe I wear it or not at all. I don't know. I walked around the entire grocery store today with my mask off my face. Sorry. It's under, I, yo, I had it under my chin. My whole face wasn't covered. Oh, you said I had to have it when I walked through the door. Didn't say I had to wear it right, not wearing it. And the other day I just took it straight off. I just didn't do it this time because I was freaking running around. But civil acts of disobedience, take it off. Screw them. It's not a law. It's not a law. It's not a law. And I know it sounds kind of hypocritical because I still had one with me, right? Sometimes I have to wear it because I have to take my son into the hospital and I just want to lose my mind. But other times, you know what? We go into these stores, I pull it straight down and I look people in the eye. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? We need to be fed up. They're not going to give us our freedoms back. They're not going to give us anything. What are you willing to do? I don't want it to come to violence. I don't want to see Americans lose their lives because some elitists thought that they could control everything. I don't. So we need to do something now before it gets to that point. And by God, if you are a gun owner, or if you're thinking about being one, you need to jump in and just go get one. But if you're a fire, if you own firearms, don't you dare turn anything in. You're you know, it's like I tell my daughter when um, we talk about personal safety and if, you know, uh, you know, somebody tries to coax you to get into their car. And I told her, I said, I don't care if they've got a, a gun in their hand. You run away. It's hard to hit a moving target. It's very difficult to hit a moving target. And they may shoot you and you may die. But they may shoot at you 
and you get away. And they may not shoot at you at all, and you still get away. But if you get into that car, you're as good as dead. You are as good as dead if you get into that car. And it's the same thing if you turn your firearms over to the federal government. Remember, you might think, I'm doing the right thing. I don't want to get a fine, blah, blah, blah. I'm a law-abiding citizen. But it's an unlawful order you are not required to follow, and they are not disarming. The people who want this, who, who want gun control, are not anti-gun. Believe it or not, they're some of the most pro-gun people because they are pro-guys with guns coming to your house to remove guns from you. So they're pro-gun, 100% pro-gun. They just don't want you to have the gun because they don't understand that it also means them, that the guys with the guns will also come to their house too. Don't disarm our, our Supreme Court has already proven that they don't give a lick about our intrinsic freedom and a free and fair election. They don't care at all. But I'm telling you right now, if they didn't care about that, they don't care about your Second Amendment either. And once the second one goes, they'll all go. The only reason that you have the others is because they know, the government knows you can defend them. Are you willing to lose it? Okay, like I said, went long. I understand. I am super sorry about that, but it's important and you got to get fired up. Um, We don't have any more time to sit and rest on our laurels. (laughs) That was really hard to say. Um, We just don't have time. We are out of time. We have got to do something now. Um, And like I said, I'm not saying anything violent, but you need to start getting loud. You need to get to your school board if they are doing something stupid and you need to challenge them. You need to challenge your city officials and your diocese and everything else. We need to put our heads together and we need to get collectively loud, including You know, we've got Democrats, we've got leftists who are mad because Biden didn't turn out to be everything that they thought he was going to be. So look, our voices can get real loud. But we've got to do something. We've got to do something before this spirals any further. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I will talk to you on Wednesday. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Tuesday. And uh, oh my goodness. We will get through it. We will get through it. Make sure you're passing this podcast around. Make sure that you are talking with your friends and your family and spreading your your tribe circle out there because the more voices get heard, um, the louder we get, um, the more we can change. All right. Love and God bless. Good night.